And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. Uh, we got a new setup here on Instagram Live. Um, so for those of you guys watching via that, um, yeah, shoot us some feedback here. We are learning as we go. But a uh, lot of big things to talk about, Big Hawk, today. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk uh, checking in. Yeah, me and Sleep Dog, um, undefeated in PNC uh, when it comes to the Canes game. Great great environment last night. Let's go, Canes. Uh Man, that place was rocking. And uh man, what'd you think, Sleep? Good God. Look, so here's the deal. Like, the best thing, and we keep talking about this while we're at the games, is we're like the proverbial like casual fan, right? So like we just bitch about everything that happens, and when everybody else yells, we yell. When they tell you the referees or got it wrong, we just yell and boo and scream and like Mm, I'd say 90% of the time we got no idea what we're talking about. But one thing we do know is that the Canes are 3-0 when Big Hawk Sleep Dog are in the house. The Canes were down 2-1 after the second period last night on a BS call, uh, interference call. And then Big Hawk was cranking the um, the hurricane siren, and it just changed everything. Uh, it's electric in there. It's only 65% capacity. So 12,000 a night, place seats over 18,000. Buddy, when they pull the when they pull the final restrictions off, I'd really hate to play the Hurricanes right now. Yeah, you can't even tell the restrictions are going on in there. Uh, but you know, I gave the siren everything I had. I saw uh, Scotty, uh, what's his last name, McCarran, Ma- uh, McCleary, McLaren, McLaren. Yeah, Scotty uh, McCarran. Um, what the f- McCarran? McCreary. McQuarry. McCreary. God. McCreary. It is a tongue twister. It is a weird one. Uh, Yeah, I saw him go at it. So I was like, man, I got to get it. So I couldn't let him big time me. But then we saw Lavelle Moten up there. Uh, He did a great job. It was good to see him. We go way back. Uh, He's doing big things at NCCU uh, Central. And um, But no, the Canes, the the atmosphere was, was rolling. It was electric. When they took the goal away, I thought the refs were going to need security. Oh, my um, God. And leaving, you know, the 180, whenever the Canes did score, that was a hell of a goal. Hell of a second goal. Uh, I can't I can't think of his name. Nikas. Yeah. You, hell, here's how you remember it. You can't spell Canes without Nikas. Nikas. Yeah. N-E-C-A-S. It's like it is Canes, just like the letters are jumbled up. Um, the Canes, the Canes tweeted that or, or, uh, or, or, or put it on their Instagram today. I thought it, it was very clever. But yeah, two goals last night. Yeah, it was great. Uh, great environment. Place was rocking. Um, man, it was a big dub. It was great to be in the building. Man, I'm telling you. So you got, you know, we were talking about it because Nashville seems to have like started playing a lot better, right? And then you know, we're like out shooting them, which to me, you know, again, I just said we know about 10% of what we should know as hockey fans at this point. All we know is. It's just fun, right? And when the puck goes in the net, like everybody freaks out. But uh, like we're getting a billion shots, and it seems like all the goals they've I've seen them score in this series are like just deflections, which is is a bummer. So it just seems like they were a little bit luckier in a lot of cases. And at the end, you know, we lost those two overtime. So so we go up two zero, uh, score. What was it? It was it was five two game one. Big Hawk Sleep Dog in the arena. Fact checker, uh, Cam. And then game two, we win shutout. Old Ned can no chance. I'm pronouncing his last name. Uh, goaltender uh, shutout three nothing. So we've scored six more goals. We'll be outscore these guys eight to two in the first two games. Then we go to Nashville, two double overtime games, lose both of them. Feel like we've been playing against the referees the whole game, which is another good thing about being like a casual fan. Is you can just absolutely just take the reins off about complaining about the referees. You don't have to be right about complaining about the referees. Uh, if you're a casual fan. But last night, we're down 2-1. Sleep Dog very rarely goes to the bathroom because I'm always afraid I'm going to miss something. I go to the bathroom, and as I'm walking in, the place just erupts. And I'm like, shit, okay? I was like, maybe I should stay in here so we win. And, of course, I walk out of there, 
and they're replaying it. And I mean, I don't care how much you know about hockey. They call interference on the Hurricanes after an instant replay because the goaltender could not get to the shot because he was interfered by with a player. And of course, the player was on his team. It was ridiculous. And did you know, because I didn't know this, someone told me this today, that that was a challenge from Nashville. And what happens in hockey, if you lose a challenge, the other team goes on a power play for delay a game. So not only did they overturn the goal and take it away from us, so it goes from 2-2 electric, like game-tying goal, to 2-1, but it also prevents us from having a tie game and then having an immediate power play. Uh, The referees suck. I mean, they suck in every sport, but God, they're awful in this series. Yeah, you're not the only one that thinks that. I'm reading the internet, reading the comments. No one's happy about these refs. Um, And listen, I don't know hockey, but I know one thing. I know how there's nobody that yells at refs more than me. And I love the fact that I know nothing about hockey. And I continue, continue to yell as possibly hard as I can at the refs every single time. That place was electric last night. And the whole mindset changed uh, the game, the dynamic of the game. Um, I don't think the Hurricanes played their best last night. I think one kid for the the Canes played really well that had the two goals. And then Stahl, my favorite player, brought it home with the third goal. Unbelievable in overtime. And the refing was bad. Uh, I did know that Nashville challenged that goal. Mm-hmm. And I did know the implications of if you lose a challenge or not. But it was great. Um, one thing we are missing from a casual fan, as such as me and Sleep, we want to see more fights. We haven't seen the gloves come off this whole series. We may have seen like some people throw some blows. Some scuffles. Scuffles. We haven't seen... Drop the drop the gloves, meet me at center ice, and let's go at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of these fights are a lot like the last ones like I got in, which were in like the fifth grade. You know, we did we did have one guy on our on our team, and uh, they 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 got it was Martinook and and somebody else, and it was the guy that everybody hates from the other team. It's, I think he's fifty six. Everybody boos this guy. Literally, it's great every time. He even comes near the puck or gets you know gets announced or anything like that. They just go nuts. Um, I mean, to be quite honest with you, caught him caught him lacking. Uh, our guy kind of got the short end of the stick on it, but that was a pretty decent fight. The second game was really aggressive. Uh, of course, we weren't there in, in three and four in Nashville, uh, but it, yeah, last night it seemed to be a lot less chippy. Um, you know, but it was very clear to me, at least I felt like both teams were playing like there was a lot more on the line. And, and, and that's the cool thing about playoff hockey, Like everything's better in the playoffs, right? Football, basketball, even baseball can be fun in the playoffs, but something about hockey. I think, I think to me, like the thing is so, so good about hockey in the playoffs. I totally don't understand half of it. And like, I feel so good when something happens and I'm like, oh, that was tripping. Cause the dude hits him with a stick and he trips and falls over and they're like, Two minutes, minor penalty, and then he does this for tripping, and I'm like, yeah, see, see, I knew what I was talking about, and uh, but yeah, it's it's atrocious. I'm the guy that like every time the puck gets near the net, I like stand up and freak out, and that happens, you know, pretty much like a third of the entire game is spent with the puck around the net. So, yeah, I'm definitely that guy at the hockey game that doesn't know shit about what he's talking about, but has a commentary. Um, on everything. One one thing we did see happen last night is we saw a guy slam. How many of those? uh, Oh my God. Triple I forgot all about. So 19.2 ounce hopium cans. Okay. Those things are like, I don't know how much alcohol is in those things, but it's a lot. It's like around 10%, maybe higher. This dude had seven of them. I mean, these things look like mortar fire for a, field cannon in a war zone these things are the size of like my forearm and this guy was thrashing them uh in regulation because they stopped serving them with 10 minutes to go best performance of the night but that guy yeah it was unbelievable and i'm not sure how coherent he was in overtime because that was impressive and uh yeah he left it overtime remember (laughs) <laughs> he left? Yeah, he left right in the regulation. That guy was – I hope that guy got home okay. Yeah, I hope he made it home okay. And, uh, yeah, that was beyond impressive. I know if I have three of those things, it is – my mouth is a sandbox. <laughs> and it is 
It is not. It, you know, my stomach is growling. It's not a good look. And, uh, man, only in Raleigh. And uh, it was a great environment again, like I said again. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I think the Canes close them out in Nashville. Yep. Game six tomorrow, Nashville, 930 Eastern. So I'm going to predict a 3-1 Canes win. Love it. Means it won't be 3-1, uh, but we will win. And you, we, we've almost seen – so we saw Stahl get two goals in game yep. one. And then – Ajo got two in game two. Did Ajo get two? Yep. Okay. And then – He got credit for one of them, even though, like, I think it went off of their the other dude's skate. But, like, I think in hockey, the closest guy to it gets credit. Okay. But technically he had two, yes. So – and then we had a guy last night get two. I would love to see a hat trick. Hat trick. That was the funniest thing. So we are sitting in the so, – so Tyler got invited to crank the siren last night, which mm-hmm. was electric, and we'll get more into that in a second. Um, any of you guys, Sleep Hawk Worldwide folks, probably saw that on our Instagram. But um, – we got invited to sit in like the swankiest place in the in the PNC arena, uh, where it had, you know it was like bar and all this stuff. It was really cool, uh, but it's pretty far from the ice. And so uh, after Nikos scores his second goal, Big Hog looks at me, said, "That's two for him, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "I'm just looking around, man. It's gonna be a hell of a toss to get my hat down there." I was like, "Buddy, you got to do the cutoff, man, to get your." Get your hat to the ice because there was just no way that was going to happen unless uh, you know we got some help from the from the lower level. But yeah, hat trick in the playoffs, holy shit, that's like catching lightning in a bottle. Um, that would be great to see, preferably in the second round because that means we don't have to go through. Like even though we're casual fans, it's stressful. Like mm-hmm. you just want them to win so you can keep going to the games. And so uh, you know, as ba- as much as I love a game seven in general, I I just don't want to see it in the first round. Uh, I'd rather them win tomorrow night, get the show on the road, and let's take down whoever yeah, the hell comes next. You know, game seven, uh, first round, you have to talk, start talking about some load management. And yeah. I've already heard that, you know, I didn't know this in hockey, it takes a lot for a goalie to play a whole game mm-hmm. and then off day, play again. That's that's high demand on a goalie. So you definitely don't want the players uh, to get that fatigued in the playoff. You want them well-rested and at their best. Um, so. I'm looking at the Canes closing out Nashville. Uh, what would that be? Game five? Six. Game six. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. yep. Game six in Nashville. Um, yeah, so I see that uh, happening. But then we got to look at, more than likely, we're going to play Tampa Bay. Ah. I think Tampa Bay might have the best goal in the league. The Lightning. Yeah, yeah we'll and fix that. That is going to be a tough team, uh, as good as we are. Um, Tampa Bay has a very good goalie and I've done my research. SHWW, all we do is give all you we research. Man, we give you the phew. best insights, facts. You guys want them. We deliver just like I delivered on the siren last oh, night. Man. They said they, they actually said Evander Holyfield and Luke Geekly, uh, did not <laughs> break the siren. And the guy told me, don't worry, you won't break it. And I said, I'm the big Hulk. I might rip that thing off. I thought. And what some are you bitch talking? Evander Holyfield, and Luke Geekly didn't break it, and so don't don't worry about a thing. I'm not. I'm a little puppy. I'm the big dog. The big and dog. So they said that uh, it was a hell of a siren. So uh, that I gave the people, and it was great last night. Me and Sleep had fun. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. I got a little fatigued. I wasn't expecting the siren to be, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to crank that thing. It's like even watching, like I'm standing there trying to record the thing. And they said, you you know, uh, you got the first two cranks are a little like slow getting the thing going. But then once you get going, the challenge is not, I don't think, yeah, I didn't spin the thing. I did, yeah, I did, that would have been an interesting little sleep dog spin that thing. Um, it's more of the fact that what happens is they give you a countdown and they're like, all right, go. And so you're like cranking this thing and cranking and cranking. And you're like anticipating them telling you to stop. It just lasts longer, I think, than you expect. Cause like you got like the crescendo, it starts getting loud and then the crowd gets loud. And you feel like naturally, I'm thinking like, all right, it's time to stop. No, there's like 10 more seconds to go. And 10 seconds seems like an eternity. And there's some guy that's like, all right, in three, two, one. Anyway, it was uh it was awesome. And the big hawk, we really were uh, you know, we're we're thinking he might get, you know, kind of booed out of the stadium because it is where the uh, where they hang banners for seasons the that they play in the NCAA, we noticed they they literally hang banners. 
that say NCAA, like when they make the tournament. Uh, yeah. So anyway, not a crowd favorite in there, I would imagine, but a, a warm, a warm welcome from the Hurricanes crowd, though. Jonas Serration, one of my best friends. If I did weighted chins, uh, I don't. You put a tractor on me, and I'll still do chins, uh, Jay. Uh, but um, yeah, I should have just laid on that horn and just kept it going oh, the yeah. whole time, right until the, right until the start of the third. You should have just but, picked it up, flipped it over the balcony, and you're done, and just walked <laughs> off. Um, yeah, it was it was fun, man. And the best part was we go in. We, they had taken the goal away. We're down to one. Everybody's pissed. It's now or never. Like this is, you know, it, it, the question always gets asked, especially in the play. Is this a must win game? You know, it's a two two. You know, if we lose, um, you know, we're going back on the road, down three two, face two straight elimination games. For all intents and purposes, it, it's never a must win game until you know elimination until loser goes home but it sure felt like it and buddy the big hawk got everybody hyped even the canes i think they heard it in the locker room uh because they came out and just put it to it was amazing how they came out in the third period i wanted to get booed and i told sleep i was like man i hope they boo me and i'm in state you know this is their territory i would boo somebody if they came over here from state and rang that siren but no we're all on the same page last night pulling for the canes oh, yeah. it was great to see and uh yeah we're we're all in on the canes okay best best nhl environment is pnc Absolutely. the best team are the hurricanes we're going to the stanley cup i called it right here on shww and me and sleep dog will be there every game i don't give a shit if it bankrupts me i'll be there because we'll it bring ain't our cheap. own horn <laughs> yeah we're gonna bring- we'll bring our own sign <laughs> we'll bring that thing all the so, whole intermission so that's another thing i don't know if this is a guy like at the stadium that gets like paid to do this or if he just brings it but he brings this like long horn where he's like and you could tell toward the end of the game last night man this dude was running on fumes because he was like and like everybody was laughing and like they do the he he sort of cheers or leads the like let's go canes cheer with some like big plastic tube that and it was so funny because you could tell every now and then he got a little uh Got a little winded trying to honk that thing out, but uh, but he made it. We made it. Uh, overtime goal that was electric, and then uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great night for for the Canes, and you know they just they just they just keep winning when we're in the building. Mm-hmm. Hope they keep that up. Um, another guy that keeps winning is Phil Mickelson. 50 years old, dude. Wins the uh, uh, the PJ Championship. So obviously that happened Sunday. This is Wednesday when we're recording this. Nonetheless, it was also electric. I mean, one of the things I took away is like the sort of the commentary sense is everybody's been complaining about the crowd, right? And we'll get more into Brooks Kepka, believe me, mm-hmm. here in a minute. But like, <laughs> and one of the things that, that dawned on me is like everybody's been complaining, or, or a lot of people have been complaining about how unsafe the crowd was and all this sort of shit. And I'm thinking, man. Americans will think they they love finding things to complain about. I mean, we've been cooped up in our houses for the last year and a half, and then this is just like fun, and it was awesome environment, and you know everybody's complaining about the crowd. Anyway, Phil, I thought he was you know he 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 shoots out to the lead, and then on 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 um, Sunday he sort of takes a dip, and you're like ah well here's where it ends, and he hangs on. Dude, and it was so much fun to watch him win. I mean, that course was eight thousand yards, and they said it's the longest course in 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 major championship history. And of course, he's the oldest guy to win it. I mean, dude, what a performance! What's the average course uh, length on a major? Do you have any idea? That's a great question, but it's got to be in the upper, you know, over seventy five hundred yards. And of course, like these these dude, seventy five hundred yards is a long course. A so long that's course. the average, and then this one is about eight. Would it was you, over eight. Over eight. Yeah, I mean, here's 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 the way I look at it: is this guy's fifty, right? And all these other guys um, are young bucks out there. And Phil, I mean, that's a huge thing that a lot of golfers lose: is distance off mm-hmm. their drive, distance mm-hmm. off the tee box. And Phil has somehow managed to maintain that. And you know, he came out and basically did the unthinkable. And when I look at this year, I think it's a the biggest achievement, you know, sport wise that we've seen this year. Yeah, and hundred percent. 
And to see somebody at his age where people, you know, I mean, people were going to ask him if he was going to use like an exemption to get into the open, yeah. right? And Not anymore. Yeah. He comes out here and wins this. And it's just great to see, one, because it's a good story. And it and it also, you know, people can use this as inspiration. Uh, you know, no one gave him a chance. He came in. I'm not sure what the odds were before uh, the tournament to win it. Uh, but him coming out there and winning was something special. And the fans that got behind him, when you look at the gallery and you see all the pictures, you see Phil and then the crowd behind him. That was an amazing sight as well. Um, but I'm super excited for Phil. He's always been one of my favorite golfers. And part of the reason I like Phil so much is because I feel like he's himself. I feel like he laughs. I feel like, you know, Phil's just Phil's just being Phil out there and he's making it not seem golf is an intimidating sport where it's just like, hi, how you doing? Hey, how are you? And then you go out and hit the tee and he's like, Hey, you know, just joking around, but you saw him lock in at the end uh-huh. and win. And you also saw him talk about his weakness, uh, before, uh, the match started before the major, he was talking about how he's having a hard time staying focused for a full round and the mental fatigue of golf is something serious. And, you know, at his age, I just love the story. And I love the fact that his brother was his caddy as well. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Some dude, 300 to one, uh, was what some guy put a hundred, a thousand dollar bet on Phil Mickelson to win at 300 to one. And he won some dude want cash 300 grand on that. Um, Sounds 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 like a big win, but you got some balls. You're gonna bet a thousand dollars on Phil Mickelson to win the the PGA before the tournament started. That, uh, but I love it. You know, mm-hmm. big risk, big reward. Scared money don't make money, as we say here on Sleep Hawk <laughs> Worldwide. Um, yeah, that was that was such a fun thing to watch. Um, you know, he played really well, and 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 like he always does, man. He just gets in and out of trouble. I think Phil is like such an everyman's golfer. Like he's so good at scrambling, and he always gets in trouble. Always. I mean, he had a double. What do you have? A bogey and then a double bogey after we was up like five shots on the back nine, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And of course, he's like, he he, he fight, figures out how to how to fight his way back. And then then that's what was going on in the in the whole crowd. I mean, dude, he's just handing it to Brooks Kepka is mm-hmm. what he's doing. And then Kepka gets swallowed up in the crowd, which I thought was hilarious, and I think was dramatic because on the 18th green, I remember like they're waiting. You know, Phil Mickelson's already up there, and then they're like. Where's Brooks Kepka? And all of a sudden, he like plops out from the crowd. And, you know, bottom line, he got his ass beat. And then he started talking about somebody dinged his knee. All right. And I'll be the last person to, to talk shit about some guy recovering from an injury because I don't know what the dude's going through. It was just a bad look. I felt like he was, uh, I don't know, man. I, I I felt like he was he was blowing it out of proportion a little bit. I mean, how are you going to play seventy two holes and then like what somebody bumped into you, <laughs> and then that all of a sudden and they, they they were insinuating like someone had done this on purpose, and it's like, buddy, it was already in the bag at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I do think uh, Brooks has a point though. Uh, the PGA should have done a little better mm-hmm. uh, job of security wise um, as kind of containing the crowd. Because he has a, le- a legit point. If that would have been a little closer and the match wouldn't have been out of play or something, you know, anything can happen in golf. But he does have a point because from security also, and I feel like as an athlete, you know, when you're locked in there, Brooks still has a lot of lot of money on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fair. you talk about first place, okay, Phil's got that locked in. Well, Brooks, I mean, he could slip away and fall out of second. Yeah. And the that's money $1.1 million. That's like a half a million bucks if he falls out of second, I think. Yeah, so that's a, that's a lot of money. And so, I mean, he's still got to be able to do his thing. And it's hard to concentrate in golf when you got somebody bumping into you, even if it is a casual bump. Yeah. And that could throw you off. And But – you know, he's got a point. I don't really like his delivery, but yeah. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but I mean, I get it too. And and I mean, I like Brooks Kepka. I think he's a, I mean, he's he's a good golfer and he seems like I bet he'd be chill as hell to hang out with cuz he's probably like really dry and sarcastic and stuff. But uh dude, my favorite part though is like so Phil hit that tee ball off to the left of the fairway on 18. And there's all these videos on of of that shot on Instagram and and internet and whatnot. And I, and like, you know, all these like meme golf accounts are like, you know, who are you hitting or what, what, you know, tag somebody that could never pull this shot off. And I just sit there. I'm left-handed. I'm terrible golfer. And I'm just thinking like, 
every single person in the frame is in harm's way if old Sleep Dog is hitting that ball. And, of course, Phil just gets up there and just rips it onto the green about 12 feet, two putt, takes it home. But I just could could not imagine, like, like those people watching me play golf. Uh, somebody's going to the hospital on every hole. Um, but, yeah, that's why I'm here and, uh, and they're there. But what the best part is, of course – is and a few of you have mentioned the you know the match you know that's coming back up. With he Bill. is that bad, Billy. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Billy or yeah, um, no, yeah, blue blue Lily. I'm blue I'm, Lily. I'm he is that bad. Pretty bad. Me and Tyler almost met because we uh, almost had to drive him to the ER after I I skimmed one over his <laughs> past his left ear on a uh, second shot at Finley one day. Um, is uh this this whole Deshambo Kepka thing? I love it. I think everybody loves it. I almost wonder if this isn't like like some WWE shit where these guys have gone off camera and said, listen, man, let's just pretend like we absolutely hate each other. But there ain't no pretending going on here. Uh, these two guys, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, not fans of each other. What do you think about this whole thing? What, are they doing a match, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady versus uh, – So what it is is remember Phil and Tiger – Played Brady and what Curry? Who were the two that Phil and Tiger played with? It was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Well, now they're doing one with Phil and Bryson DeChambeau, and Tom Brady is playing with Phil Mickelson, and Aaron Rodgers is playing with Bryson DeChambeau. And so today they announced that, and Brooks texts, Sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers. Because he's got to play with Bryson Shambo. After this whole thing, after you know he's doing that interview, and Shambo walks behind him, and everybody's trying to figure out whether he said something to him, or whether Brooks is just that bent out of shape about it. There's this other video in the practice round of of Shambo teeing one off, and somebody say, well, "Here we go, Brooksy," and Shambo getting pissed. Like these guys hate each other. It seems like, and um, it's funny, man, because to me, like. I think that Bryson DeChambeau is at this point like rivals Patrick Reed. I don't think anybody's overtaking Patrick Reed as everybody's least favorite golfer, but DeChambeau's in the running. And honestly, like I think Bruce Kepka is 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 quickly trending toward those two. I think you know everybody's picking a battle. I mean, DeChambeau is kind of like this aggravating guy, but he's sort of just like the classic golf douchebag as the the Instagram account goes, right? Like He's so he's good and he's just like he's not like a jerk or anything. He's just weird. And he dresses, wears that stupid hat, but but he wears the hat to honor Payne Stewart, right? Like how can you get mad at that, right? He's just a strange Missouri guy. guy. Um anyway, man, I'm just I think it's great. Well, I will say this. DeShambo, um, I'm shocked I can say his last name. That's, but yeah. Um where I'm going with this is hey, they tell you as an amateur. Don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not so sure that's not true for a professional. The thing I don't like about Bryson is last year he got a little dizzy. Uh, one of the matches he was in, one of the golf events, and he was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm dizzy. I'm lightheaded. I might have COVID. And just <laughs> jumped to COVID and said, I'm going to go get a COVID test. I'm not sure. Something's off. But he still did the interview. Uh huh. And I, in my mind, I was like, if you think you got COVID, what are you doing? Here, here, here we are. We're watching some guy that considers himself like a scientist at golf. And you just, <laughs> you think you have COVID and you went out and did an interview and talked to reporters saying something's off. I'm not right. I'm lightheaded. I'm going to go get checked for COVID. Yeah. Dr. Dumbass over here. Yeah, I, don't get think tested. You, I don't think you, hey buddy, I don't think you need to be around reporters. I think you need to go ahead by right. yourself and just go get tested to make sure. <laughs> but it sounded like a hell of an excuse to me. And the whole thing where he he overanalyzes everything. I heard he even brings like a a water sprayer out to the range and sprays his balls. Oh yeah, so he can kind of imitate if it's uh, raining. I've done or not. that on a hot day, but yeah, I'm, I mean, we're just talking about contact <laughs> from here. If it rains, the clubs are going in the bag, and I'm hitting the clubhouse. Oh, period. Yeah. Period. Uh, yeah, I'm not holding on to a club in the rain. Period. Uh, but um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Kepka either. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I, yeah. I, I can't he's figure it out. He's not likable, you know? I just don't know what it is. I and mean, he's so good, and he's like, he takes the whole, I don't really care that much 
to the point where you're like, okay, dude, like, yeah, I get it. Oh, the only time you, the only things you really, it's like he's too good for, for, uh, uh, you know, the Wells Fargo or something. It's like, dude, relax, man. Like, you just, you don't have the switch, man. You're not like, you're not like, damn, you know. I, I know what it is. It's the fact that Brooks says he works out so much, but you can't see the results. Like, you know, I remember everybody used to hype him up. Oh, dude, he's so strong. I'm like, have you seen him lift weights? I'm like, he lifts? Like, I mean, like, yeah, I, he said something about benching 315. I'm like, I All mean, right, well, cool. if you put 315, I mean, how much is your spider doing? This guy doesn't look like, I mean, <laughs> he's kind of short too, right? He's, he's not, like, the, I, I mean, like short actually foot. helps you on the bench because you just, sure. go, yeah, yeah. You know, long he's probably people, one of those guys that lifts his back way up off the bench and just like goes down like six arches inches. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I mean, Brooks, I mean, I'm sure you do lift and lifting is important, but in uh, other professional sports such as football, basketball, contact, hockey, even. You know, when you talk about lifting and being in the weight room, you actually see the results, and uh, the guys are, you know, I mean, you don't just talk about it. I mean, you can notice it too. Well, you know but. who else lifts? His old Deshambo. Let's get them both in the gym. Let's see who can. Who Deshambo's can, put on some weight, buddy. Deshambo, you can tell Deshambo's been. He's hit the weight. That dude rips the ball. Look, you mm-hmm. take take Deshambo and put him in a vacuum. Okay, like to take all the personality contests out of it and all the weird shit out of it. Mm-hmm. All the oh, I don't like it because he's reinventing his swing and his uh, dude. That guy murders the ball. So in this, the match play. Okay, they are playing. This is in July, so July sixth, Sunday, Moonlight Basin in Big Sky, Montana. This place is seventy five hundred feet above sea level. I was reading a report by Kyle Porter, CBS, said that there is a seven hundred seventy seven yard par five on that course, and they expect Bryson DeChambeau to try to drive the green. Now, of course, it's probably downhill and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> but dude, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, that reads so well. This guy's gonna try to drive a green on a seven hundred seventy seven yard hole. I probably have to use my three wood. <laughs> probably one of them holes where you could just use your putter and just tap it off the tee box and just let it roll all the way down there but i mean dude that's this is what it's all starting to turn into is this like whole celebrity match stuff you know you got the jake pauls and the logan pauls of the world challenge people in boxing matches next thing you know we're gonna have brooks kepka and, and bryson dechambeau and they're doing olympic lifts and, and see who can join the thousand pound club like we had in high school because a t-shirt uh that's what i'm here for hell they might get in the damn octagon and and duke it out the way uh, some of these things work right now. I bet you for you know thirty million dollars a piece, you could probably at least make them think about it. I, I think the Paul brothers are hilarious. That's funny that to me, you know, I I never can get into it, but I mean, you have to respect and appreciate just how uh, I think that's it's so weird because like the the thing that's interesting to me is like now that they've developed this persona and they've got this following and they are famous and they are rich like who gives a shit what you say what you do like you don't care because you've already established yourself is like my thing that's really interesting is how you got there like you gotta you gotta sort of do all that stuff and say all those things and do all those things and be annoying and be somebody that nobody likes for a long time before it like catches on. Um, those guys are geniuses. I don't like them, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, I respect them. The the thing that I don't like is for the boxer that is like a purist and worked mm-hmm. his way up, uh, you know, f- fighting these bouts and working their way up. To get knocked by somebody who's Instagram famous and they can put up more money than they can and they've taken, you know, pretty much the right way and the hard, you know, put in the hard work where the Paul brothers, you know, (laughs) I mean, this is just the way the world works. I mean, this is entertainment. Like they're entertaining. They are funny. You go watch their Instagram stuff. I mean, it is funny stuff, and they are clever, and they've got that game down to a science. And I want to see—I want to see one of them fight a real boxer. I want to see what happens when Floyd gets in the ring with them. And I know there's a little weight difference there. I want to see what happens. Bump them up, put them in, uh, put them in the ring with like. Let's see what would happen if they got in a ring with Tyson. Let's just entertain that. <laughs> Who wouldn't tune in to see Hell all right yeah. these Paul brothers? All right, let's see. Let's see Mike Tyson. Here, here's a mill. The winner gets five. Yeah. And I think it would be great. I or let him see. just fight like Tyson. Let him, let him fight a heavyweight. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's what's going on. Like this dude's fighting Floyd Mayweather and he's 80 pounds, 60 pounds heavier than he is. 
Let him get in a fight. Let him get in a ring with a heavyweight. I mean, you re- literally run the risk of of getting seriously hurt as a guy like that. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's really interesting. And and you notice how they sort of shy away from some of these real um, you know, some of the real fighters. I think like uh what was it Dylan Dynas? Oh god, I don't know. I always see him on Instagram talking shit anytime one of these things happens. And I don't know, man. It would be really interesting to fight a fighter in in their prime and just watch him just demolish one of these dudes and just ruin their career. But I mean the guy's gonna make a hundred million dollars standing there. So yeah, I these mean, guys know how to make money, man. Who who wouldn't tune into Tyson? B Hands just said, Oh yeah. I'm watching Tyson versus anybody. Me too, Ben. Sleep. I'll watch I'll watch Tyson versus I mean anybody. I'll watch Tyson fight a uh, a silverback gorilla. I'll watch Tyson hit a punching bag. Yeah. Sleep, what would it take for you to get in the ring with oh, Tyson? That's a great What's question. What's the amount of money it would take for you to legit get in the ring and you can't run and you have to sit there and box? Tyson right now? Tyson okay. right now. Right now. Okay. Right now. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> man, that is that is, that is is the hardest hitting question. See what I did there? Uh, in the history of Sleep Hawk Worldwide. I, I got to answer that one. So I think I think like a million bucks. And you got to remember, like, dude, a million bucks to me is a hell of a lot different than a million bucks. Tax most free, or we're talking about um, after taxes. All right. I, I want to, uh, that's my, that's my out the door price. You know, I want, I want a million dollars, a million bucks in cash, in net million. Okay. In a Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, you, all, all yeah, you do. You only rock Gucci a lot of the time, so you want to mix it up. Yeah, that uh, is true. He's got a hell of a Gucci uh, bag. I love it. It is. It's it a is good a staple. I can't fit a million dog. bucks in uh, in the fanny pack though. Um, but dude, I think a million bucks, and I mean, I got to be able to fight my own fight. So I'm I'm a runner. You might not believe it by looking at me, Sleep Hog Nation, but Sleep Dog Great is a runner. Great footwork from Sleep. And buddy, I will be in every corner before that dude could catch me, as long as you know. Um, you, know, you better not pay me by the round because I won't let that dude catch me. I mean, Mike's getting a little big, man. He's If his hands are a hell of a lot faster than the rest of them, so if he gets his hands on me, his light's out for sleep dog. <laughs> but a million bucks, I would do it. Um, you know, I'd need a real serious insurance policy. I really need one of those hats that they wear. Uh, got to have one of those. I mean, hell, I got to be able to remember that I got a million dollars when I get out of there. Uh, but that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, I mean, hell, dude, I, that would be uh, – I got my ass beat by Mike Tyson. I want I want a million dollars. I want to deliver in a Gucci bag. I want the headgear and an insurance plan. And I want a t-shirt that said, I got knocked out by Mike Tyson. That's it. I would love I would trailer if you're out there. there I would I would love that. And I would love to have like an HBO 24-7 where oh. they just watch you guys and they have like you uh, and he's just smoking pot on his <laughs> podcast and I'm just scared to death just working my ass off. Oh, that would be great. Uh for me, I don't know. I've had a few concussions. I know the ramifications of a Mike Tyson haymaker may not be coming back. Mm. I may be drinking soup from a straw for a little bit. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my game plan would be, hey, I'm going to be moving around that ring. I'm going to be protecting my head. Go ahead. Take my ribs. You know what? Get some kidney shots. I think the scariest thing is I would rather him hit you in the head. Because I bet (laughs) if Mike Tyson catches you in a ribs, buddy, Tony Braxton never breathe again. Mm. I mean, oh, God, it hurts just thinking about it. I mean, he could literally knock your right rib cage into your left rib cage. And literally, Mortal Combat crush yeah, everything in your uh, damn stuff. Fatality, uh, Jordan Sparks, <laughs> no air. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I I, I want to see the Paul brothers fight Tyson. Yeah, that's what we're we're promoting here on SHWW. Uh, but yeah, I do think the Paul brothers are entertaining. Holy so. hell! Yeah, wow, what a great conversation. Uh, there is a the knockout. I did not watch yet, but it was a documentary. I think it came out yesterday about Tyson. I can't wait to watch that. I. I love Tyson. His story is fascinating. Um, really, really interesting. Um, I, I, I've got that one. I uh, I recorded that. I'm going to watch it later. Uh, but we had one of the followers say, but you have to talk shit to Mike before before the fight and push him around. And at the uh, at the weigh-ins, you got to start talking shit, too. Oh, God. Could you imagine me up there? I'd be like, 
hey, Mike, I'm going to beat your ass, man. Like, voice would be all quivering. You're a little bitch, Mike. <laughs> and then just like, he just like flex at me, kind of like the whole Kobe with the basketball, except instead of just standing there and staring at him, I'd fucking hit the ground. Dude, I'd be so scared. Like, I get scared when I'm like in a car, like a, in a car. Like, if I got a, if a, if a, if a waiter brings me a steak that I asked for it to be medium and it's, and it's medium rare, my voice quivers when I ask him to cook it a little more. You know, I mean, if I got Mike Tyson in my face, it's like staring me down and 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 calling me a silly little little, little silly little snake. I'm gonna be like, dude, don't touch me, don't hurt me, Mike. Hey, sleep's got a little anxiety. Uh, <laughs> you, you, we talked about the COVID shot and like, oh, hey, boy. if I pass out, could you imagine sleep mm. with the like, you know, big Tyson looking mm. him down and like just gives him like oh, a little God. flinch? Just imagine if he just, drew like, blood and then just sleep, just be like, oh. <laughs> Like a woman in the fifties at an Elvis concert, I just oh. bam, just fall out. They'd have to pick me up and start fanning me. Uh, but hey, look, I'd be making a million dollars, and they wouldn't, um, dude. That would be yeah. That, like part of me wants to make that happen, but yeah, uh, a, a huge part of me um, doesn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. So Tyson, uh, I'm gonna go watch that Tyson uh, documentary. He his, his life is so fascinating to me. He's one of my favorite probably athletes. Um, of all time. So, but before we jump out of here, let's, let's touch real quickly on, um, what's going on in the playoffs. Cause the NBA playoffs is a lot, a lot mm-hmm. at stake here. Big Hawks said, who'd you have? The Clippers and the Nets. Nets. I, I don't great. think I said the Clippers. You, you I said did not the, Clippers. Say the Clippers. Yes, you did say Guys, the Clippers. Guys, I said the Clippers. The Clippers are 0-2 versus Mavs. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched a uh, Ty Lue talk. Clippers head coach and Clippers he, are done. He's not concerned at all. Yeah. He's not concerned. We just lost our two, our first, <laughs> our two first games at home. We're zero mm. two. Going back to Texas, where they just let anybody in the building, no mask, <laughs> no, not, no ID to buy a gun, just show up. Fauci's not allowed uh, in the no, state. Uh-uh, they won't let Fauci uh-uh. in Texas. Build a, they build and, a wall on the northern border to keep Fauci out. Yeah, of and if you wear a mask in Texas, they tell you to leave. Go mm. to Oklahoma. Lord of mercy. They literally passed a law. They're about to pass a law that says you don't need an ID to buy a gun. Look, this ain't political. I, You know, whatever. I got guns. But I thought that was funny. And Fauci, yeah, he ain't allowed there. And Ty Lue looks like what I would look like when they slapped me on the face and woke me back up after Tyson scared the shit out of me and I fainted. He looked like a deer in headlights trying to talk about he's not worried at all, buddy. Actions speak louder than words, and you are worried, and you should be. You got to fight him tomorrow, sleep 12 rounds. <laughs> 12 but, rounds. Whew. No, hey, look, the Nets are looking really good. Uh, I picked them to go to the finals before the season even started. Still going with that. Uh, Philly's going to look good in the East. Uh, Phoenix is having some problems. The Lakers, it's 1-1 going back to L.A. Chris Paul dealing with an injury. His shoulder uh, set out uh, big minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, the, the Lakers, to me, are vulnerable, but... I'm really curious about what's going to happen in the West. I think the East is a little more secure. Uh, I think Brooklyn for sure is coming out of there. We could see a wild card coming out of the West, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dude, the, the Bucks look really good too. The, man. the Bucks do look good. Are they in the East? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Bucks. So I think it will. I'm not sure how the uh, stars align, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if Brooklyn and the Bucks will see each other in the Eastern Conference Finals, or if they see each other in the semis. I guess the books. The Bucks would have been the three seed, and the Nets were the. Nets were the two seed, right? Because wasn't Philly the one seed? Okay, so they might see each other in the semis, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I still have the Bucks coming out. I I meant the the, um, Nets. the Nets coming out. I think the Bucks will give them some issues, mm-hmm. uh, maybe win a few games. But to me, I think Kyrie and uh, KD and James Harden too much firepower. Yeah, so. it's it's uh, it's way too hot there. Ben comes in with the Lakers Nets. Dude, I said the Lakers uh and I also said the Knicks and so that's my version of the Clippers cuz the Knicks were rolling hot and I was sort of like, "Hey dude, it was serendipitous." I was like, "What if the Lakers and the Knicks were in the finals? Like what a series that would be." And the Knicks got to get hot quick again cuz of course they got to beat the Nets. And I think I, I I do think that that would be a hell of a series. I guess if the Knicks Knicks win because they're the four seed, but but I think the Nets are the two seed, which means they would not 
play each other, right? It's one four or or whatever. Guys, so, we'll do we'll we'll get on Instagram. We'll explain this all later. Yeah, but. yeah. Who cares? It's uh they're like a thousand piece puzzle, and you're missing half the pieces when yeah. we get on here. But uh, anyway, like I'd love to see the Knicks Nets. I think that'd be a great series. I think it would just be awesome, and, and especially for New York. Yeah, and it'd probably be you know a lot closer than a lot of people think, just because of that. And then I just think the Knicks and Lakers would just be a cool storyline. I'm with you though. If I'm being serious, I mean, who's gonna stop the Nets? I mean, boy, you really went out on a limb there and took like the three best players in the league and was like, yeah, I they, think they weren't on the Nets when I took them. Uh, well, Kyrie and Kyrie and KD were okay, but yeah. nonetheless, you make a point. You I did, mean, you did K- say KD, very early. KD was coming off an Achilles injury. That's true. That's and a huge injury. He definitely sat out the whole damn regular yeah. season on Sleep Dogs uh, fantasy basketball yeah, team. But what you're saying is, you make a good point. Uh, Nets versus Knicks. I think that would be great for uh, New York, New York City, after being hit hard by COVID and mm-hmm. having the year that they did. Uh, probably still on pretty good lockdown but you can't tell uh when you watch the games in the garden there's only like four thousand people at those games it doesn't feel like four thousand yeah uh yeah there was twelve thousand in pnc i Mm -hmm. mean i mean we had a hard time finding an empty seat uh but uh, (laughs) had a hard time finding any hopiums after my buddy left too um but uh what i'm saying did you see trey young Yes. What do you think about that? I think uh, so. So I, I was watching some of that. I, I I didn't see the whole. I don't know the whole backstory there. Okay. So, you know, the Garden. They're excited. You can't imagine how pumped up these New York Knicks fans are to have the playoffs back in the mecca. Okay. Trey Young. They pick him. They start booing him, saying "F you, Trey. F you, Trey." Trey Young hits the game winner. Uh huh. And then he starts, you know, just, you know, telling the crowd to shut up, like, oh, you're quiet now. And then just goes off, you know, on the media, I can't hear him now, blah, blah, blah. Uh huh. You've got to win three more games. Yeah. Can you, I mean, I mean, Trey, Trey is one young, he's young, he's won a game. Uh, got to give him credit. He played unbelievable. Dude, yeah. But, you look at across that Knicks team. You got some OGs on that team. You got Derrick Rose. Yep. MVP candidate. Okay, contender with the Bulls. Yep. I mean, he may have some age on him, but I'll tell you what um, a lot of old school players do have. They have knowledge. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of smack talking from Derrick yeah. because he knows to go out there and back it up and play. And so to me, I'm really excited about this game, yeah. the next game with Atlanta and the Knicks, because it's in the garden. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, you know, you got to back that up now. I, I like the moxie. I don't think it's a good idea because you're exactly right. I mean, you got to back that shit up now, buddy. And I mean, he, hey, hey listen, all in all signs lead indicate that he's got a pretty good shot of backing it up. I mean, he's a he's a hell of a player. He is a hell of a player. But he's a hell of a player. Damn, if I'd want to stir the pot, you're already, you know. Julius Randle's a hell of a player. Yeah, he's he had is. a hell of a year. Derrick Rose is a hell of a player. Todd Gibson is playing really well coming yep. off the bench. He's an old school player as well. Been there. Um, and then you got Obi Toppin, who's a yep. young rookie who's playing really well. And uh, you have one of the best coaches, in my opinion, in the NBA, Thibodeau. Thibodeau yep. is unbelievable. Hard nose, old school, you know, defensive coach. And he will talk shit as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I mean, you don't think he's pissed off and he's ready to coach. I'm I'm really looking forward to this uh this game coming up. Uh I really like Tibbs' style. I mm-hmm. think he's great. Everywhere he goes, he has success. Yeah. Didn't really pan out in Minnesota. Um, but uh, I loved what he did with the Bulls and I love what he's doing in New York. New York deserves it. Um, the fans, the environment, uh Guys, watch this next game. It's going to be really entertaining. Tips tonight, 7.30. That's 22 minutes from now Mm -hmm. as we're recording. Uh, Washington-Philly just tipped. Uh, Washington down one game, uh, you know, down 1-0. Atlanta up 1-0 going to the Garden. Philly's at home, so good chance they're going to be 2-0. Uh, Knicks kind of need this one at home. Uh, and then the other game, the late game tonight, is Memphis and Utah. Uh, big surprise there. Memphis beating Utah in game one, I think. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell set out he was with an ankle injury. Uh, I guess the training staff kept him out. But uh, back he plays to- tonight, I believe, though. Yep, okay. Well, that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Memphis has one of the a very good young player in John ja Morant mm-hmm. playing really well in the playoffs. Uh, but they also have Brooks Dillon, who had a great game one, playing well. Utah has a sixth man of the year in Jordan Clarkson. But one other series I'm going to talk about right now, I'm talking about Washington, and we're talking about Philly. Yep. Okay, did you know Westbrook and Embiid have history? Yes, you told me that. I did not Guys, know that until I tune know Tune in. When you watch this game, you're going to see a lot of his. Westbrook does not like Embiid. And you can tell, and it's always been it's been really fun to watch, and it's going to be an exciting series. Back in the day, Westbrook was my favorite player in the league to watch. And I've had a lot of players um, – that I really respect and I appreciate the way they approach the game. And Westbrook is one of those players. Westbrook practices like he plays. And when I was I was working out in Vegas one time, and I walk into the gym to the gym, and Westbrook was in there working out, working out really hard. And we don't really know each other all that well. And Westbrook came over and dapped me up, and we talked a bit. And one of the nicest guys down to earth. And uh, I really appreciated that. And also, he does it the right way. And people have given him a lot of crap. Um, Unworthy, like when KD left, Uh KD didn't want to play with Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook just hunts his shots. He's a stat guy. Well, they win 70-something percent of their games when he has a triple-double. And he and, averages a triple-double. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's having a hell of a year, and he earns everything, and I, I love that. Dude, he is, he is one of the great players in the history of the league. Like, he'll be a Hall of Famer, hands down. But it's amazing how underrated I think he has been, is and has been his entire career. I mean, his stats this year. I mean, Westbrook has got to be our age at this point. He's like, is getting like mid 30s. Yeah. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11, basically 22 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. I think game. it was a walk on to UCLA, too. Unreal. Yeah, I, mean, I think he was a track monster. athlete turned basketball. Absolute monster. Yeah. Absolute Unbelievable monster. player. A lot of respect. Looking forward to that series. Wizards made the playoffs four games under 500 this year, too. Um, nonetheless, Less. guys guys is so much fun to watch so uh watch him uh they, that game just tipped here as we're recording and then you know tomorrow they get down into some of these other series uh milwaukee is just murdering the heat that series looks like it's done it's 2-0 milwaukee lakers suns 1-1 they go back to la gotta think that the uh, that's still an interesting one to watch the line on that is the lakers by seven that's interesting uh against the one seed here um i guess that's they're against the two seed sons and the nuggets blazers you know that's another one that that game that series could go seven games um anyway playoffs everywhere hockey basketball uh yeah, dude, this is what a great time for sports. Great time to be alive. Great uh, time. Sorry, Cam, can't make it to you tonight. Gosh, man, we really tried to get to you, buddy. You. Yep. Click. Yep. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.